Greetings, Sci-Fi Universe. Owen Cotter here. Join me, your host, as we discuss all things geek chic and out of this world on Sci-Fiction Radio, your galactic transmission portal to all things science fiction and beyond. On today's show, I'll be interviewing Terrace Cassidy of Geek Nation Tours. Hold on while Terrace joins us here shortly. Terrace, you there? I am here. Welcome to the show, man. How's it going with you today? Good yourself? Doing good. It's fantastic, man. Well, let's get started here. For the listeners, you are Cass- Terrace Cassidy of Geek Nation Tours. Can you tell everyone about Geek Nation Tours and your role in the company exactly? Sure. Geek Nation Tours is a... Excuse me. A company that creates geeky holidays for almost every geeky genre there there is, and uh, we we go everywhere around the world. The clients are from everywhere around the world. Um, each tour is really geared to a specific genre. So, for instance, our Star Trek tour, uh, people that are really involved in the uh, in the Trek uh, universe, love the Trek universe, go on the tour, and thus uh, it creates. Uh, of spontaneous conversations and instant friendships, and that goes t- the same with uh, gaming, uh, tabletop war gaming, board gaming, and all our other uh, geeky uh, holidays. So that's what uh, basically what Geek Nation Tours is, and I'm the owner and operator of uh, GNT. Oh wow, that's very cool. So you're going to be doing uh, is that the Vegas Star Trek convention in Las Vegas coming up, uh, I believe, soon actually. It is. Yes. As a matter of fact, what we do is we land in L.A. And we go to various uh, Star Trek filming sites, first all the way through the L.A. area, and uh, make our way, hop on a motor coach and make our way to Vegas. We stop at uh, Vasquez Rocks on our way out, and uh, that's where the Gorn Arena was filmed, where the Gorn and Captain Kirk fight. And uh, what's really special about that one is that we have Bobby Clark, the guy that was in the Gorn suit. He's actually there with us. Uh, he comes out and talks oh, wow. about the filming. Yeah, he talks about the filming and the, how awful it was to be in the wetsuit at 103 degrees Fahrenheit or something <laughs> like that. And uh, and uh, yeah, so and then what else do we do on that one? Then we go to the the convention. We get to Vegas, and the day after, uh, the day prior to the convention, we actually go to the Valley of Fire, and we see where Captain oh. Kirk died. Yeah, so that's going to be really exciting. Uh, the bridge is still there. They actually the set they. Uh, donated it to the park, and we're going to have a great photo op uh, lying on the super hot uh, bridge deck and taking photos of us as if we're Captain Kirk. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Really? So that bridge is actually still there where they did the filming for generations? Wow. Yep, that's exactly Yeah, That's amazing. It's going to be a lot of fun. And then, of course, we go to the actual place where uh, Kirk was laid to rest, and we have a map of where that actually is. So we're going to take a look at that and... uh, Maybe lay down in the dirt and put a couple rocks on top of us or something. <laughs> nice. nice. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, that's, so that's pretty cool. I mean, that's a good. That's, thank you. That's a good example of what kind of stuff we do. We really try to make sure that uh, um, we 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 bring that place alive for whoever is is going to do it. So, or is going to be hopping on the tour with us. Right, that's totally cool. Now you go. You said you wanted to do a Star Trek convention. You go to various other conventions all over the place and have guests on your tour expeditions, like you mentioned, like Bobby Clark and stuff. Who are some of the other more notable guests you've had, like in the past? And I have like a follow-up question: Who might you expect to see in the near future for some of your other tours? 
Sure. Um, for uh, for instance, our Adepticon tour this uh, in 2015. That's a tabletop wargaming one. Uh, if you're a, if you're a wargamer, it's a good one to go to. We've got a lot of uh, uh, pro painters that are going to come and, and go have one-on-one uh, visits with us. So what we're going to do, for instance, uh, Dave Taylor and Chris Bohr, the really famous painters for uh, tabletop miniatures, and uh, one of the nights we're going to get together. They're going to talk about how they got into the industry and everything like that. And then each each uh, we're going to be actually the dinner takes place at GameWorks. So. Uh, you get one-on-one with each of those uh, artists. And so you'll take your miniatures up there and you'll say, listen, you know, this is what I do. Here's my miniature. Can you give me any, any, any hints? And they'll take a look at each, everybody's miniature on a one-to-one basis and talk to them about how they can improve, what they might want to think about, uh, consider using and, and uh, doing differently uh, or to make your miniatures better. And then the people that are are waiting to do that are off to play uh, video games. A game, uh, game works just uh, right in the same building. So that's going to be one of the a good example of what we do. Uh, that's uh, totally awesome coming up. Yeah, it's really great because I mean, like I said, the, those guys are kind of legends in in the uh, war game in it, war gaming industry. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so yeah, so we're excited about that. Oh, coming up. What do we have coming up that I can give you? Well, there's a couple guests that I'm working on that I can't reveal yet because they don't even know they're coming yet. So uh, we've got a lot coming up, a lot of new tours coming up, our Lord of the Rings tour. We hope to have Mm -hmm. a special guest for that. Uh, Our zombie tour, we're hoping to have a a great guest for that one too, but those ones are are kind of uh, confidential. Oh, of course, Garrett Wong is going to be with us uh, in Gen Con. Uh, he's uh, Ensign Kim for, from uh, Voyager. Voyager, yeah. Voyager, Star Trek Voyager, right? So he's going to come and he's going to play play games with us all the way through. The theme for this year's Gen Con uh, uh, tour is uh, Star, Starship Simulators. So uh, the first game we're going to play is Stronghold's Dice Duel, which is a board game. And basically mm-hmm. you, you are... Uh, ki- you take the role of a captain or a uh, engineer or one of the guys on the on the on the bridge, and you roll dice and uh, in order to figure out wh- what your ship does and in order to fight another ship that is doing the same thing. So it's uh, I think it's a large player game. About I think we're gonna have groups of eight on that one, and and uh, and uh, Anton Kim uh, Garrett Wong is gonna be with us playing with that one. So that's gonna be a lot of fun. And we also do Artemis, uh, which is a spaceship simulator which is similar to that but it's all computer driven so you actually get gussied up you get in a costume and walk in and it's kind of like the Kobe Ma- Kobirashi Maru uh, um, scenario where the, where you go into the bridge and you got somebody screaming at you saying get in there and do your best and, and uh, you fight right. again against another uh, another ship So, but there you're actually sitting in front of consoles so it really is quite exciting. I uh, recommend anybody that uh, has ever been to Gen Con to definitely try Artemis. It's a lot of fun. So, yeah, oh, that's really cool. Example. Yeah, so those are kind of examples of of, uh, of uh, guests that we have. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've heard of the Artemis uh, simulator. I didn't hear about the other one before, though. I know the Artemis has like a setup, like you said, like the Kobayashi Maru scenario. 
And that's pretty neat that you're going to have uh, Garrett there. Garrett's a really cool guy. I've met him several times. He's a really cool dude. He's, he's really, he actually signed on to one of the projects I'm involved with. But, yeah, he's a really cool guy. That's, you're going to have fun with that. Now, y'all yeah. go, you guys go to a lot of com- uh, comic book conventions and stuff. I know you're going to have Comic-Con coming up here in San Diego here soon. Curious, are you going to be present at that event? And as a follow-up, where are some of the places of significance in the comic book world that you've toured exactly? Sure. Um we don't do San Diego anymore. Uh, it's, we've done it in the past. It's a great con, a lot of fun. We just find it's just a little bit too hard to kind of t- tour around the area, and I'll, I'll explain why in a second. Um, so we don't do San Diego. We've done it in the past, but we don't do it, do it now. But uh, what we do do is New York Comic Con, and we're very happy about that one. We do that every second year. And what's great about New York is, of course, it gives you an instant access to a tourist destination. But we do, we explore New York kind of in a comic book uh, geek's eyes. So we'll mm-hmm. we'll go to the fictional address of the Fantastic Four. We'll we'll see the uh, Frick Museum, the the inspiration of the Avengers Mansion. We'll see uh, where the Spider-Man movies were filmed that kind of thing. So we'll see all the touristy areas in New York, but we'll see it through a comic book uh, fan's eyes. And that's one of are really, really uh, interested about that one. And we might actually head off for a trip to New Jersey. Maybe perhaps you, we don't know yet, but that might be in the, in the works. Well, now what's in New Jersey? Are there any filming locations there or is that what's, what's, what's with that? Well, there's a special comic store in New Jersey that, uh, Silent Bob and uh, oh, okay, I know what you're the, the so, but uh, we don't know about that one yet. That's yes, that's uh, that's our that's our possibility. Yeah, that's the, actually you're not even supposed to hear that. But whatever, <laughs> we're working nice. on that now. So we don't know if that's going to happen or not. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Uh, hopefully, like Kevin would be there and stuff. Y'all could run into him, and that that'd be awesome. Man. That's pretty neat. Yeah. Well, y'all, y'all, Geek Nation tours encompasses all things geek, everything from like sci-fi, comics, gaming, you name it. Now you mentioned gaming on the uh, war, war gaming uh, thing with GameWorks. Pertaining to the gaming, what are some of the games that you recommend personally, and what are some of the ones that are popular, like amongst the guests on the tours and stuff? Sure. Okay. Well, I play uh, I play 40k. That's where my kind of love is. I've been a miniature war gamer from for many many years. Uh, and uh, too, too many years in Mansion, as a matter of fact. Before that, though, I started in Dungeons & Dragons. Still love role-playing. And whenever I go to Gen Con, I always role-play, so I'm going to have a, a few role-playing experiences at Gen Con that I'm really getting excited for. Uh, and uh, games now, there's tons and tons of games. So I'm many. Really, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really loving all the kaiju games. I'm a big fan of Godzilla, too. So... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, there's a great game called The King of Tokyo, really easy, great for the family. Uh, also another really good for the family kaiju game is uh, uh, Rampage, which is basically a flicking game, and so you flick these mm-hmm. wooden counters everywhere, but it is a riot. Uh, I like uh, um, I like Shadows of Camelot is actually one of the ones that, that we've played recently also, kind of a cooperative game. I like cooperative games too. Uh, not, not everybody's into that, and, and as a cooperative game, also is Space Cadets. If you're if you're really interested in in taking manning a station of the of a non-IP infringing bridge uh, crew right. on a starship, you you might want to try Space Cadets. It's a very excellent game. It's got a whole bunch of mini games in one. 
mini is that like a generic star track kind of like where you like you said like a bridge and all that and if so like does that deal with hand painted miniatures or is that more of like cards or or is it a mix of both uh, that's that's uh that one actually is is more of a board game uh it has mm-hmm. everything from the mini games are each crew member like if you're in communications if you're in engineering if you're the captain you have to deal with the with to do something uh in order to get to make sure that you you've uh moved the ship in a certain direction so for instance uh you might have a bag of stuff that uh, uh some shapes in a bag and you have to flip a card and you have to pull out that that shape or a whole bunch of things in order to make that shape and that's your job so that i think that's the tactical uh, the the navigator's job i'm not sure i forget now but each guy has a special job, and thus each person is playing a mini game against the time. And then at the end of the time, the turn is end, and the turn is resolved. And you see if your ship's gone in the right direction, your shields are facing in the right direction, you're shooting in the right direction, and your captain is kind of organizing that whole thing all around. So it's really gives, it feels like a really it's great because it's against the time. So you really feel like under pressure and that you're on 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 the on the bridge. That's awesome, man. That sounds like a really cool game. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. Given our question, Curious, you have uh, you have a lot of tours you've gone to. Have you ever been like or, or thinking about possibly touring any movie sets or studios? And if so, would uh, if you could pick a particular movie set or filming location for some of the newer movies like you know Star Trek and stuff like that, or TV shows even to tour, what might those be? Well, uh, of course, we're doing our Star Trek one already. Um, one that we're just working on right now, I think, is going to be pretty cool. We're, we're thinking about doing a tour to the uh, Walking Dead film sites in Atlanta. And that one's going to be really special. I think we're going to call it uh, Z- a Zombie Survival 101. And, and we're hoping, and this is, again, not completely planned, but we're hoping to have... Uh, we're hoping to have it being a practical experience, uh, quote-unquote, mm-hmm. in that uh, we'll go to uh, ranges and we'll get uh, demonstrations and classes on how to uh, uh, load rifles and, and uh, handguns and, and shoot safely and, and that kind of thing. And then we'll also have uh, survival class and then we'll go see the film sites and then we'll also go see the uh, um, uh, the Center of Disease Control also there, so the museum there. So... It's going to be a real cool zombie tour, actually. We've got lots planned for it. That sounds really cool, man. So are you going to have, like, these, uh, what's his name, Rucker? Or uh, what's his name? Uh, the, the guy, in, he's in the show. Um, yeah. <laughs> I forget his actor's name. I don't know if he might be there. That'd be a cool guest to get on that. That'd be for neat. Yeah, uh, no comments on, on who we're getting for, <laughs> for, for nice. that particular one. <laughs> nice. Well, so, yeah, well really all the areas. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying you're you're going. Go ahead. No, no, go, you go ahead. I, I didn't hear what you said. Oh, I was just going to say, out of all the various historical locations for film and television that you have visited, like, what are some of your personal favorites? Wow. Convention-wise, that's a huge question. There's so many great conventions out there. Gen Con's a really good adventure convention. Adepticon's a really good event, uh, convention. I love the Star Trek convention in Vegas. It's got a great feel. Uh, it has every convention has its own feel, you know. And 
And the Star Trek convention has, for instance, a real feel of what Roddenberry really wanted, is to have a great and bright future. And you kind of feel that in when you're there. And it's, I always, uh, I, feel, I feel sad leaving that convention all the time. So that's really a, a one high on my priority list. And uh, so that's a, those are really good. I love the uh, comic conventions and how busy they are. That's kind of a, kind of a cool thing. Uh, New York Comic Con is always great. New York is a great town too, so that's another reason. That you, I mean, it never sleeps. You can go out and and have fun at hour at any hour of the night. So if you're into that, um, yeah, I think that's about it. That's pretty cool. So I was going to, going back to the Comic Con question. Um, you got New York Comic Con. You said it's like more manageable than the Comic Con in San Diego. Like how much? I mean, like, how much are we, we're talking heavy foot traffic, really cramped, tight spaces, everything is pretty compact, I mean, really tight together, like in the, uh, San Diego. How does the New York Comic Con exactly compare in foot traffic and size? Just curious to the uh, one in San Diego. Yeah, you know what, I, th- I heard the other day that that uh, they're, they have the space to grow where San Diego currently does not. And mm-hmm. I've, I, I, I'm under the impression that New York is actually pretty close to the same numbers as San Diego, even right now. So, oh, wow. it's a big, it's a big convention. It really is, and it's, it has a lot to offer. In just, I mean, you can ask if you're, if you've got a non-geek spouse, for instance, you can say, listen, let's go to New York. I'll go to the convention during the day. You can go and watch a ball game or a, or, or hang out, you know, in New York and watch a play on on Broad Street and then we can meet uh, on uh, you know after the convention so it really gives geeks a lot of stuff so I I, I highly recommend the New York Com- Comic Con for sure that's pretty cool I, I, I just didn't know because I've done some research on the uh, Comic Con in San Diego and I know like you said they're getting really big and they, they're actually I believe they're utilizing two or three hotels to hold side events just to be able to fit all the people into the convention as a whole that's that's pretty interesting so you, you you're you're going for New York as more manageable but also something that everybody can enjoy very cool very yep. cool are there any particular like stories that you can share that like stand out that really like resonated with you like even till this day from some of your tours that you held mm, sure um my first tour, I didn't know what to expect because uh, you know it's your first thing, first time, and you, you don't know if everybody's going to gel and if it's going to work. But mm-hmm. I talk a lot about whenever I get interviewed about how everybody has a lot of camaraderie and and how everybody really gets along, and, and that you're going to leave with instant friends. And, and most of the time, people kind of bring that, take that as with a grain of salt. They're they're like, yeah, well, that's not really important to me. I just want to make sure that I go there and have fun and meet some people and and maybe maybe bring home some games or some comic books or whatever. And and I I talk a lot about it a lot and and it's really an amazing thing to watch because when you go on a tour, let's just say you go to a castle tour in Scotland, everybody's kind of interested in in castles, but they're not really 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 big fans of castles. They're not really into it like it's not part of their lives right so mm-hmm. anyway the first tour that i went to was a was a tour to uh uh uk uh warhammer and um so it's a miniature wargaming tour and so we were all normally i i, I now don't include air in my packages uh the logistics are just too hard but 
that first one I included air from Toronto. So we're all there, and I'm collecting everybody and saying, okay, well, we're going to leave from, you know, gate number whatever. And I'm, I stood out of the gate, and I got everybody to go and, and to, to, to get to where they had to be. And finally, I got everybody past the gate, and I thought, oh, I better get over there. Security, i got to get through security. And then i got to get myself to the gate. And then when I get there, i got to introduce everybody, collect everybody, and introduce everybody. So I... Uh, I went in there, and, and I'm like, oh, my God, i got to get everybody together, and uh, how am I going to find everybody? And when I got there, everybody had was already in one corner, pulling out their miniatures, talking geek, rolling dice. People were playing games already, and I hadn't even introduced myself. You know, And it's a wow. thing of beauty when you see people just instantly saying, having a conversation and, and, and being involved in a community, whatever genre that is, and just knowing that community really well and being able to have a conversation with another person that you just met from all around the world. And it's, it's, it really is a thing of beauty. So that's, that's one of my favorite stories to tell because that really shows kind of what geeks are, like people that are just really happy to, to, to love what they love and, and be able to share it. And that's what's, what our tours are about. Wow, that's amazing. So, like, as a follow-up question to that, like, what message do you think that, well, just Geek Nation tours and in general strives to deliver the people as a whole? Um, love what you love. Enjoy what you love. Don't, we, we, we have got a lot of first world problems. Don't, don't, love what you love. Don't worry about what other people feel about you being a geek. Uh, be happy that you that you've got an interest and and that usually it's a smart interest and 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 uh, when you meet somebody talk about it and and if they don't get it that's cool let them get their own thing but uh, yeah love with your love I think that that's my my, my I think that's our our tour motto our, our company motto in a lot of way ways just really dig what you dig you know and and, and do it. Do, uh, go adventuring and go go see things and 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 uh, and uh, be happy that when you sit down and watch Doctor Who, he's 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 there for you. Because in back in the day, uh, uh, when geeks were ridiculed and and mm. and pointed at, I like when I was when I was growing up, I I I I hid my comics. I didn't want my comics to be known by anybody. I hid the fact that I played Dungeons and Dragons. I wanted a girlfriend, you know. And we don't have to do that anymore. Uh, so uh, be happy that you that you live in such an awesome time and, and love what you love. Yeah, I agree with you totally, man. I understand. I agree with you totally on that. Now, like you said, like a lot of people in the past, like and especially in the past, have been subject like bullying and stuff based on being geek. But however, now geekdom is like so widely popular, in my opinion, it's like vastly growing even as we speak. With modern day television and especially like cinema almost being largely based on geek topics, just just curious as to where you see things heading in the future for us fellow geeks pertaining like to the entertainment world. Do you think it will like accelerate further as time perhaps passes, perhaps, or to the point of everyone being part of the geek universe? Or what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I think that the the thing is is that I think that we're all the same in a lot of ways. I came up with a grew up with a real sports oriented family. And uh, I wasn't I wasn't into it very much. I, I, st- I stopped playing hockey quite quite young, and and uh, but my brothers love sports, and they still love sports today, and 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 that's great. I, and that's really my point is that I want them to like like uh, right. like sports, just like I can like uh, comic books, right? But 
my family also is very much a, a Star Trek family. So all my brothers and and my mom and dad. I remember when I when the next generation came uh, came on. I watched Star Trek with my friends downstairs the first episode, and and my parents were watching it upstairs in the living room upstairs. So. So I don't think that there's any boundaries, and I think that that's really kind of the thing that you've got to open your eyes to. And and for the future of geekdom, I think that Hollywood is searching for new ideas. They need to to produce more stuff, and and some of the brightest and and best uh, stories come from graphic novels and comic books. And so it's it's almost obvious to me to, that they should do that. I'd like to see more non-mainstream comic books also hit the stage, and and, and you do the, you do. I see that quite a bit, but it would be nice to see, you know, some comic books that are maybe not so uh, popular. That would be like Planetary would be a great one to be to see on the screen, that kind of thing. Um, some comic books that you might not uh, have seen before, but uh, that are not so mainstream. On them. and you, I think that's inevitable that you'll see that that because again, Hollywood is looking for more and more. Uh, Stories and, and new stories, and, and uh, the, the geek world is a good place to draw that from. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's, I agree with you on that. I'm just curious, pertaining to this topic, are there any like particular movies or TV shows from uh, like days past that you enjoy that you'd like to see possibly be rebooted? I guess that's like the terminology you'd say. And if so, what might those be, and how would you like to see them go about doing it, like in your in your opinion? Wow. Um, I'm a big Farscape fan, a uh, big Firefly fan, uh, and I'd love to see uh, something more on, those, on that stream. Uh, I'd love to see more Star Trek. Uh, uh, that's actually probably my biggest uh, biggest one. I'd love to see a Star Trek on on uh, on TV. I'd like to see Star Trek uh, back to television. Give us more adventures. It could come from anywhere. It could come from uh, more adventures with the current JJ's uh, cast. It could go back in time and do uh, some more adventures with Kirk or the unseen ones, maybe. And you could do it just like uh, Clone Wars is doing now. You don't have to have live action if you don't want to. Live action is great, but you don't need it need it to right. be that way. And you can also, I think, another really interesting Star Trek team would have would be. Um, I think you can really play on modern day issues if you did a, a Star Trek series based on the collapse of the Klingon Empire and I think you could have a lot of a lot about peacekeeping and a lot about how 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 a country gets locked in between two countries trying to solve their problems and trying to help you can do some some stuff on terrorism I think that would be really great if you could do I think that would be a kind of a cool thread to do a kind of a Klingon collapse of their empire and, and try to get the Federation in there holding everybody together. So I think there's lots that the Star Trek world can offer. I think it's a really important part of, of, of geek culture, but also a mainstream culture, too. It gives lots of messages and, and gives a positive outlook for the future, and I think that we're starting to see that. I think another good example of that is Superman. I think that we see Superman... We saw Superman for a long period of time as being this know-it-all and, and kind of a bad character. You know, it was when the Watchmen came up, Alan Moore came out with his his Watchmen, and, and we, we all kind of loved it because it showed us a superhero that was dark and, and had problems, and Superman kind of got pushed to the side. But really, Superman is is still my one of my favorite characters because he always does the right thing, and, 
and not always doing the right thing is, I think, an important message for our culture to have. Uh, no matter what things are happening around you, you should always do the the best you can, and I think that's a good message. So I'd like to see more of, of Superman also. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. The message in that, I really liked it. Like, you know, Christopher Reeve, of course, is like, you know, the ultimate Superman. But I really thought, you know, I'm not saying Henry Cavill's bad and everything. And what was the other guy? Uh, Brandon Ruth. That was kind of like, that was a Brian Singer. Yeah, I think I think Superman, you know, just in general, as the character in general, like you said, is actually a very, very good character. And it really resonates. He's almost got that, like, childlike innocence in a way where he brings, like, ideals and, you know, stuff to where, you know, it's really interesting. It's one of my favorite characters as well. We've got a little bit of time left. With science fiction, let's pretend to science fiction, you got so much science fiction now, like, you know, like the cell phones and stuff like that from Star that have been made reality, being so immersed in daily society, you know, like gadgets, social media, and so forth, what things as a geek, curious, would you like to see become a reality in your lifetime? Oh, wow. Holy, that's huge. Oh, I'm actually a bit of a futurist. I love reaching, uh, reading books about future technology. Ed Regis is a great author about that, uh, The Great Mambo Chicken and the Transhuman Connection, if anybody wants to take a look at the condition. Uh, Nano is a great one. Um, as if we go straight to Bo- uh, Star Trek, though, I'd love to, I'd love to see some sort of scanning devices that can pick up cancers and and mm-hmm. full body scans that can take a look into you and see what's what's going on inside. Those are those would be the almost mundane compared to you know anything that has nanotechnology and that can actually put machines in your body and and clean you out, make sure you're healthy. So there's, there, there, I'm actually very liberal on my views of technology. A lot of people don't like the thought of cloning or manipulating genes and all that. But I think almost maybe it's because I'm a geek, but I think that we we almost have to. We have to make ourselves better. We have to strive harder and become come better at what we do. And, and uh, that also means that, this is the biggest one, I think, is that we have to be able to, as a collective, be able to make decisions a little bit faster. I think the mm-hmm. problem with our society in a lot of ways is that we lack the ability to to, to make decisions. And what we do instead is we let the market make the decisions for us, and we, and we let uh, some interest groups, because they have you know, lots of cash or, or, or corporations make those decisions for us. And, and we're not right. we're not going to be able to make those decisions because those decisions will come faster and faster as the singularity gets closer and closer. So uh, there's tons of, that I would love to see. But I, I have to say, I'd love to go be in space. I'd love to, I've always wanted to be an astronaut. But you know what? We live in a great time. We live in a, an incredible, unbelievable great time where we have a, a cell phone that we – that we talk and we get kind of pissed when it doesn't answer right away or, you know, give it a, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever seen, the, I forget what the comedian was when he says, you know, your message, your text message is going up into space and then coming back down. Give it a second. And we should wow. be really aware of, of what we're, what we're, uh, what world we live in. We live in an incredibly unbelievable world where our information is at our fingertips at all times. And it wasn't always like that. And I think that, and, and it wasn't like that not that long ago. I remember rotary telephones. 
I remember no internet. <laughs> I remember, you know what I mean? Like, I, I remember the introduction of the computer on a mass basis. And I'm really not that yeah. old. You know, I, um, the, I, 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 used, I used to type my essays out on a Commodore 64. It was a monochrome mm. screen, right? We, are, we had Pong. And now I sound old and preachy, but I'm not trying to be preachy. I'm just saying, you know what? Mm. Appreciate where you're living right now because we live in the future. The future is now. And it's an unbelievable right. time to live in. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, so the first computer I had was actually uh, was a three eight yeah, three eighty six and with a, a big chunky, huge, heavy, like just probably twenty pound <laughs> laptop with a with a monochrome screen as well. Uh, that's that's hilarious. Right. That's really <laughs> Yeah. And well, it's amazing to yeah. think that it, that those technologies just weren't here even, you know, that not that long ago. You know, and right. uh, just when you're using your cell phone next and you get pissed off at it, just take a breath and, <laughs> and say, my cell phone is awesome. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, well, we have a little bit of time left. I was just curious, are there any website links or information you'd like to give out for people to find out more about your tours and your various projects and stuff? Sure. Uh, you can go to geeknationtours.com. Uh, hit the upcoming uh, tours tab. You see all our tours there. There's always stuff being added. We've got lots uh, being put up uh, every day, and or not every day, but very soon. Um, we've got tons planned. If if we don't have your geeky genre that you like, send me an email, headgeek at geeknationtours.com. We're happy to look into other tours. Uh, but if you don't see it there, it doesn't mean that we're not doing it. It means that we're probably in the works to do it. So uh, everything you've ever desired, uh, we're, we'll be happy to have you aboard. And, and if you want to take part of it, uh, uh, come on board. We'd, ha- we'd be very happy to have you. Very cool. Very cool. That sounds great, man. Well, Terrace, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show, buddy. I really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you. I did, too. You take yeah, I did as well. And you take care, my friend, and you, you, you keep working on the hard work and keep holding those great tours, man. Well, thanks very much for the the opportunity to talk to you. You're most welcome, man. You have a good day. Peace. Good. Bye-bye.